Phil Champagne looked death in the face and found it decidedly unattractive. The forty-five caliber automatic aimed at his head, clutched in the angry grip of his good pal Raoul, was partially responsible for his negative response. "'I'm going to kill you,' Raoul said with such heartfelt emphasis that Phil didn't doubt his sincerity. "'You are a dead man!' Raoul had that part right, but Phil wasn't about to explain. Besides, there wasn't time. Raoul's finger was already tightening on the trigger. Phil Champagne's life didn't flash before his eyes when he first died August 31, 1982, in a tragic boating accident off Lopez Island, Washington. He was 52. Champagne was survived by his wife of 28 years, four grown children, an octogenarian mother, and two despondent brothers. Phil didn't know he was dead until he read it in the paper. All things considered, he took the news well. Standing six foot two, two hundred five pounds, wearing a Ronald Coleman mustache and a demeanor to match, Phil Champagne is a well-aged, blue-eyed, Errol Flynn-style swashbuckler who appears as if he should be starring in an RKO Falcon movie with George Sanders or Tom Conway. Don't call me Harold Stegeman. The request is polite yet firm. There is a mischievous twinkle under the graying brows of the former Harold Stegman, known to some as Frank Wincheski, known to yet others as Peter Donovan. My name is Phil Champagne. I'm pleased to meet you. I was born June 30, 1930, and died in a tragic boating accident in August of 82 in the waters of the Strait of Juan de Fuca. Before the accident, Phil Champagne's adult life had been, in a word, average. In two words, dull and boring. Death. A single splash followed by silence and pursued by searchlights changed everything. There are no words adequate to describe the intoxicating sense of liberation I experienced when I realized I was dead. It was the unexpected answer to an unspoken prayer, admitted Champagne, now in his early sixties. In the first heady rush of what was perhaps trauma-induced delusion, I decided to be the one thing in death that I had never been in life, an adventurer. The Secret Service and the FBI prefer the term convicted felon, although Champagne did not spend twenty-one months in a minimum security federal prison for faking his death. I didn't fake it, insists Champagne. I simply didn't contradict it. Why would a respected Portland, Oregon businessman, with an essentially crime-free adult life, an excellent career, but otherwise lackluster existence, allow his family, friends, and business associates to believe he had drowned in an accidental fall from a sailboat? Having lost my life, I had nothing to lose, said Phil. I figured no one would starve to death if I wasn't around. I was leaving my wife and kids, but she didn't like me anyway. The children were grown. Phil's voice trails off, and no matter what Special Agent Goodman thinks, it wasn't an insurance scam. Neil Goodman, Special Agent in charge of the Secret Service office in Spokane, Washington, went public with his emphatic disagreement shortly after Champagne's controversial incarceration. Our investigation has determined that Mr. Champagne apparently faked his own death to facilitate an insurance fraud, Goodman delineated to reporters on May 1, 1992. 
At least two policies paid out, and there may be others we don't know about at this point. At least two other men, including one of Champagne's brothers, were aboard and presumably were involved in the fraudulent report. Presumptions are one thing, indictments another. After extensive investigation into the matter by law enforcement agencies, no criminal charges were filed against either Mitch Champagne, Phil's older brother, or John Champagne, his younger brother. Phil Champagne died fair and square. Honest to God, insists exasperated Phil Champagne. The Secret Service could win the conclusion-jumping competition in the Olympics. Just because Mitch had a one-and-a-half million dollar policy on my life doesn't mean he had anything to do with my death. The policy wasn't his idea in the first place, and it sure as hell wasn't mine.